Yeah. You want to poke a hole and I'm just going to go with the flow? Hi, and welcome to our podcast, From Surfers to Sailors. A family of five's journey to living on a sailboat. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Joe. Today we will discuss our dreams and expectations for what this new lifestyle might have in store for us and our family. For show updates, pictures, and our blog, please visit our website at fs2spodcast.com. That's fs, the number two, s, podcast.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under fs2spodcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and if you like the show, please consider leaving us a review. We've gotten a little behind schedule for this show. What was supposed to be one episode is now turned into two, which really means twice the work behind the scenes. Our first attempt to record it was late one night while sitting in our new office, the Ford Flex Surfmobile. While we ended up with a lot of content, we thought there was still more to discuss on the matter. So we tried recording again a couple of days later while watching boats pass down by the marina. After editing and assembling the audio, we wound up with a nearly 90-minute show. After scratching our heads for days about what to trim, we just decided to split it up. Today's episode will have our talk down by the marina. Next week, we will release our late-night discussion as part two. After that, we hope to be back on schedule with an episode interviewing our kids and getting their thoughts and perspectives on this whole ordeal. It's bound to be a very cute and fun episode that you won't want to miss. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. We need to give a very special shout-out today to our very first Patreon supporter, Bradford Rogers of How Not to Sail Podcast. We mentioned How Not to Sail Podcast in our episode today, but I apologize that I could not remember Bradford's name off the top of my head when Gabrielle brought it up. How Not to Sail is a delightfully funny podcast, which I truly enjoy, and I'm very grateful to Bradford Rogers for his support of us. Check it out on your favorite podcast app, or better yet, head over to patreon.com slash hownottosail and support his show today. Today we're going to talk about our dreams and expectations of living on a sailboat, hopefully within one year. So, Gabrielle, what kind of boat do you think we'll wind up with? Well, this is dreams and expectations, right? So can I start off with dreams? When we look at boat porn at night, and after having read some of that book, Liveaboard Status, from land lovers to liveaboards, I like the Hans Christian's boats. Those are really pretty. Is that what you asked me? What kind of boat? Yeah, what kind of boat? Or, I mean, so you want a Hans Christian. You already, like, decided. Well, no, because the advice was also not to get, like, your heart set on something. So I want to stay open-minded. But those are beautiful boats. They are. What are some of your favorite boats you've looked at? Well, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe a production boat just because of price. Custom boats tend to be really expensive. Uh, Han Christians are nice. There's a lot of wood in them. And while it's beautiful, it uh, sounds like it might be a lot of maintenance to keep up. Um, as far as production boats, I've been kind of leaning towards hunters. I think they look really nice on the inside. They look sleek on the outside. They're affordable in their price range. But, uh, you know... Good Very boats. Spelt. Not a Catalina or a Mark III or whatever they are. I like a lot of wood. Yeah. <laughs> you would. Uh, the other boats that I really like are the... I'm going to mess this up on the podcast, and I've been stupid enough not to look up how to say it, but Benito? Benito? We're in Southern California, so everything sounds Spanish. I think it's French. So it should be like Benitoes. But... We would say Benito. That's like a fish. Benito. Anyway, so those boats are really nice too. 
um, again, like for production boats, uh, they seem to be nice and high quality. People seem to like them. So that's another reason I, I like the Hunters. I like the Benetou because people seem to really like those boats. People more knowledgeable than I. And, uh, you know, it's hard, hard to go wrong with that. Uh, and they're, they're available, you know. So like, yeah, sure, Hans Christens, they're nice, but they're also kind of few and far between. From and they've what got I've a seen lot of wood. And they got a lot of wood. I think wood on the inside is not as bad as wood on the outside, but wood in general requires upkeep. But then there's both like Catalinas. But I like wood on the outside. Mark Mark threes or Mark twos? What are they? They uh, um, they're like all plastic on the inside, and while that and fiberglass and stuff, but you know, no wood, um, and they just don't look nice. But they're practical. I practical. Guess. Like, we don't have to worry about the kids having to take showers in the morning. Right. We can just hose them off inside the boat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'm going to rip out the shower. I have no idea what you're talking about. If there is a shower, like those combined heads uh, and with like, I've seen them, I believe, that's like a head with a drain in the floor and a shower on a hose. And you can just, you know, the whole head is like a wet room and you can just use that as a shower. To have that great, but if it's like a standalone walk-in shower, oh hell no, we ain't doing that. We can shower in the marina, or we can uh, go finish sauna style and uh, shower above deck with uh, with some with water a and a couple cups and bow-mounted potty chair. No, don't even potty chair. I mean, we're not going to rip out the head. Oh, you want a bidet? No, no, the shower. We're going to rip out the shower. There's no showering inside the boat. There's no reason for that. Oh. We can hose off, we can use the marina showers, or we can uh, take cups and wash ourselves off uh, above board. Wow, cups. Yeah. you got to see this. It's the thing. Okay. They do it in Finland, in the saunas. You get a, a, a like a, it's like a big, big ass ladle, right? Like, um, do you know what a... A ladle? Like, I'm a no. grown adult. I mean, I'm down I'm down for jumping in the ocean. That sounds better than a ladle. Yeah, so in Finland, when they go to sauna, they shower before, they usually rinse off before and then shower afterwards because you sweat a bunch like we are now here in the closed-up car, you know, <laughs> with, with no air conditioning or air moving. But there's like a, a quart-sized cup. Have you ever seen a Sierra cup for camping? Kind of like that, but like big, you know, a big, big ladle like cup with the handle on it and you can dip it in water and pour it over your head and then soap off and then grab two more of those and pour them over your head and you just and have a shower that. and that's that and do that up on top of the deck okay. why not mm-hmm. it's great okay or use the marina but then we got more space the inside the boat boaters bathroom yeah. yeah right so washing your hair might be fun every once in a while yeah you wash your hair that way too guys do it girls do it everybody does it in the sauna and it's a good shower it's like you don't need this constant running water and everything. Now, this is also the land of people that, like, every shower they ha- I've seen in Finland has, like, 15 heads, you know, like, shower heads in there, spraying in all different directions, and then one on a uh, a rope, you know, so you can, like, move it all around. What do they call them? My brain's already getting fried in this hot car. We spent, like, five minutes and talked about nothing but a shower. <laughs> so, uh, as far as, like, that's the make of boat, maybe, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, at least... I'd be up for something that's more custom or uh, another maker just with the investigating that I've done so far, a hunter or a Benetou look really nice. Uh, I'd be open to other things, but I'm more concerned with maybe like the size of the boat and how it's going to sail and handle length versus beam, the kind of rig it is. I think something like a 34 foot is going to be pretty nice. You know, that kind of sounds like maybe 32 
probably not less than that. It just won't be practical with all of us, but I don't think anything over 40. So maybe 32 to 38 foot range. I want something that is not too beamy. Well, I want some uh, width in there uh, across the beam for comfort and room on the inside. I also hear that it's less safe as far as a wide being beam. Able, a wide beam. It makes it more stable in the water until it's not stable, you know, and then it goes over and it'll go over fast. And so five kids or with three of us, uh, three kids and five of us on board probably sounds good to emphasize safety in that regard. And we live in the Pacific, so not exactly known for, you know, placid water. If we were in the Gulf or the Bahamas or something like that, you know, or lake sailing or whatnot, it might might be one thing to get a nice big beamy boat with a lot of interior but in here i think i'm more practical maybe less i need my my reference book because there's two kinds of stability right there's the the stability you know on the water and then there's the stability at like the extreme level like when the boat's about to capsize and so something that's maybe maybe more prone to rolling on the water but also a hell of a lot less prone to capsizing would be good but i think for the most part most boats are probably pretty safe and there's you know a nice flexible range that's in there that stuff requires maybe a little more investigating but yeah, what are your considerations with a boat like that? Like what? Like what are you thinking about as far as, you know, comforts or, or necessities or what you what you want to have? Look at this boat right here. Ooh, it's a nice one. Say it looks like a hunter. Uh-huh. See, they got that that really low, sleek profile. The cabin doesn't stick very much above the deck. It's just so good. That one's got that uh what do they call it? A wide front. The keel sticks out in the front. I just want there to be some room for the kids. I mean, everything's going to be cramped. So um, the kids spend most of their time on a tablet or whatever anyway. And then when they're going to be active, they're not going to be on the boat. What else? What else? Well, I mean, I haven't looked at a lot of sailboats. I don't know. One thing I was mentioning the last time we recorded is just trade-offs, you know? So storage for comfort, this for that, you know? I want something that, that feels homey, but that has a certain aesthetic too. It looks good. We are, mm-hmm. We're going to be living there. So. Yeah, I agree. That's why I definitely don't want something that's all, you know, plastic and fiberglass on the inside, like a Catalina, even if they're low budget. Want a little bit of creature comforts in there. Like what? Well, just, just as far as like how it looks. All the all the amenities on the boat can and probably will be replaced at some point, so I'm not too concerned about, oh, what kind of stove is it going to have? There's some things like maybe built-in storage and stuff that'll be nice, but I know nothing about that until we actually start to look at some boats and kind of decide what we like and what we don't. Like, I'm not particularly hung up on whether it's going to be a center cockpit or, or you know, an aft cockpit or if it needs to have, uh, like, it, it needs to have a certain amount of berths it needs to be able to hold all of us and be seaworthy would be good with, you know, some minimal amount of repairs that need to go into it. Just, yeah, overall be something that we like, something that we say, ooh, yeah, that's nice. I like that. It's a boat. I'll be proud to own that and, and happy to live in it and, you know, look forward to going home. So anything else that you want to say about the boat that you have in mind or expecting or dreaming of? Expecting? No, I try and I'm trying to keep an open mind about this. Dreaming? 
I like the catamarans because you can put the kids on one side. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not first boat, no but way. we're dreaming. We're dreaming here. Is that another hunter? Yeah, different hunter going by. See, I told you I like those hunter. That oh. looks like the other one yeah. the guy had too with yeah. the canopy on top. Uh -huh. Bimini. Yep. Or a, um, um, I know this, I know this, um, crap. This is the stuff, like, I, I know boat terminology when I hear it, but I can't, um, I can't, it doesn't come to mind. Yeah, wait till you're sailing. That's yeah. a whole different yeah, experience. Yeah, I bet. like, shit. A little uh, cat rig lasers coming in. Look here. how cute those guys are. Yep. I remember coming out here after a sailing session with my friend Natalie, and super windy and this guy was just tacking his ass up off the jetty just going from rocks to rocks to rocks to rocks little kids look like they're having fun on those lasers though ezra loves those oh they're all on a run huh they jam holland's moving to a reach down there yeah you can see them all trimming anyway interesting stuff down here this is kind of fun it's good to good to come down here and uh, watch all the people sailing and uh motorboating are you having dreams and romanticizing yes i have one particular fantasy that keeps playing in my head over and over every time i think about living on a boat i think that's your fantasy no isn't that your fantasy yeah. that's what you told me <gasps> in a hammock with a banana hammock uh -uh. you no. said you wanted to to tie a hammock up under the boom and relax Naked. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I never said Tanning naked. your perineum. I did not yes, say did. that. No, you, did you say that. No, you <laughs> said that. I never said anything about tanning my perineum. Happy baby yoga pose, tanning no, your perineum. Happy baby is all, that's you. That's that's all you. No, my fantasy uh, that kind of plays over and over in my head like a little movie, it, it, it's silly. It's hard to admit this one. But like... Being out there and sailing and going over the swells and like, you know, I don't know. What? In my board shorts, all tan and shirtless and Rugged. covered in salt. Hanging from the shrouds with my hand across my bow, uh, my brow. God, I did it again. <laughs> A pipe. Hanging off the shrouds with my hand across my brow, staring, you know, off to the horizon. And in you know, the banana. Seeing where we're where we're headed to. I don't know. Yeah. That's nice. Sun setting or something. Yep. I can even picture on school nights just eating dinner and watching the sunset and just having a what's the word I'm looking for? Unconventional dining experience. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely all about that. I like unconventional. And so that is definitely one of those things that just kind of tickles my fancy about the idea of living on a boat. Just having this little floating home in a really unusual place, surrounded by a bunch of like-minded, crazy people. I mean, you got to be crazy to own a boat. And I think, you know, especially crazy to live on a boat. And I think we'll get to know liveaboarders really quick, wherever we're at. What did we talk about last time involving different marinas? Well, I think you asked me what marinas i had in mind and i just thought you know long beach somewhere around this area maybe san pedro wilmington which is up inside the harbor which if you're not familiar with long beach it is like the biggest uh, i think that it's long beach and la harbor combined which they're really the same thing 
makes the largest port in all of America. So it's a really busy port with a lot of big ships. And so having to take a little tiny sailboat up through all the big ships just to get home sounds a little hard. Like playing Frogger. Getting run over by school buses. <laughs> yep. Except in this case, it's oil tankers and container ships. Where do you want to live, babe? What port do you want to call home? I think Shoreline's really realistic, especially having spoke to... We're not allowed to tell anyone that yet. Why not? We, we called a marina already, which will come out in a future episode. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to recap that because with dream, like dreaming of boats and this and that and, and marinas and everything, I'm still very confused on what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. We've got to have the boat to apply for a slip. Yeah, I mean, they wholeheartedly recommended doing that. I'm not sure that you need to have that, but you don't want to get a slip for a 30-foot boat and then wind up with a 38-foot boat and lose your slip. But uh, it was a really uh, informative call that you had, and um, you were really awesome for doing that. And I think we need to re-listen to it and glean the information that we can from it and then probably make a few more. And uh, it would be a good idea to put the information that we learned into an episode. Yeah, the gentleman was quite nice. He answered all my questions, mm-hmm. especially the last question. If he thought I'd forgotten anything, and he gave a, a chuckle, and I think we were pretty thorough on that, but I don't remember any of it. Yep. So Shoreline, I think, yeah, he said that it was the, probably the easiest one to get into, right? There are three city-owned marinas in Long Beach. And they kind of each operate independently, although they are through the city and essentially run by the same entity. So Shoreline? Rainbow Harbor. Really? Isn't that, that's right across from Shoreline. I thought that was all. Rainbow Harbor is like by the yard house, that little area tucked inside there. Okay. the little one. Okay. It's Rainbow Harbor. And then, what's it? Long Beach Marina. Okay. Yeah, so Shoreline is the big sprawling one down there, just runs along the coast. I don't know what they're called. On the back side of it. Yeah. And then Rainbow Harbor, I think, is just that little one that's kind of tucked inside. Like where the tall ships are and the aquarium. Yeah. He seemed to say it was pretty easy to get in, get a slip. So you want to you want to live in Long Beach? Stay here? Yeah, I think it would be best at first, especially, I don't know what's happening with the kids in school returning in, in the fall with COVID and everything, but I think it would, it's enough of a transition what we're dreaming to undertake than having to find new school districts and and all of that so yeah i think long beach is is realistic cool i concur what do you think marina life is going to be like do you think it's going to be a quiet existence do you think it's rowdy like how do you picture it in your head well like i was saying i think the different marinas have different vibes uh, when I checked out Cerritos Bahia Marina, it seemed to be very family oriented and there was lots of kids running around and they had their own yacht club within the marina, which I've never seen that before. And Shoreline seems pretty big and spread out, but I, I would imagine that you'd get to know your neighbors on your particular gangway pretty well. And it seems that everyone sort of looks out for everyone else and and, you know, when it rains or storms or whatever, you get to know your neighbors and you look out for them and they look out for you and make sure things are tied up and tucked in and mm-hmm. As I understand, boats don't sink. <laughs> very true. 
as I understand it, most marinas have like a quota for liveaboards that they they don't go over. So I think the what were you called here at the like main Long Beach Marina? Um, they allow up to ten percent liveaboards and have something like a ten year waiting list in order to become a liveaboard because it's very popular and there's a little maybe status to being a liveaboard in Around that area. Here, yeah, in, for in sure. This marina which is the one we're kind of parked nearby, but because there's two yacht clubs down here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, that quota is different in different marinas and he seemed to think it was easier to get into the shoreline marina, uh, as a liveaboard, but in part of, you know, their, their quota for liveaboard, some marinas kind of frown upon them, uh, and discourage liveaboards and some other marinas actually like having liveaboards around because they help keep an eye on things. But as far as I've seen too, they, they tend to stagger liveaboards in a marina mm. so that you don't have liveaboards living right next to each other. It tends to be you know, a little bit separate. So Didn't we talk about going out into the field and researching this? Oh, well, we need to definitely do some of that. You mean like going out and meeting people and walking the docks? And or, yeah, just looking around, chatting with people, seeing what it's like. And you have some resources. You know people from, from I do. spending time at the Seal Beach Yacht Club and with a jazz racing boat team, sailing, racing. I don't know. Words are already hard for me and then make me have to quickly pull words especially in a subject that I am very uninformed about. And I'm going to sound like a total idiot. That's why it's hard for me to ans- answer some questions. Because you're like, what kind of sailboat do you envision yourself being on? I'm just like, uh, A boaty one. I want it to be pretty and uh, safe. and That's good. That's yeah. pretty much it. We're I'll get back experts. to you. We're totally not experts. We have no idea what the hell we're doing. We've been saying that since day one. Now, we hope that in a year, we have a hell of a lot better idea of what we're doing. Like I said in the last episode, I have quadrupled, you know, I've I've doubled and then redoubled and redoubled again everything that I know about sailboats just with reading two books and a little bit of podcast and a couple of articles and uh, some blogs and stuff like that. But yeah, those two books are incredible and it's taken me from not knowing what i don't know to at least having a pretty reasonable grasp on the stuff that i don't know yeah at this point i think i just you know make some flashcards for myself and it's probably a good way to do it yeah bring it into the whole school experience otherwise i think about getting into the books on sailing and studying about sailing and like i just start having like anxiety about it but well it's a lifetime learning thing it's uh it's something we're going to spend a long time learning and mastering. And uh, if we had to be an expert in sailing before we bought a boat, then it would be a very long time before we'll make the dream come true. But I think there's some rudimentary learning and experience that we'll have to gain before buying a boat. And then we'll be learning along the way. And I've seen a lot of other people, other podcasters and bloggers and people in this uh, cruising and liveaboard community uh, have have done it like this you know gone from maybe taking a sailing class or two or even having zero experience into you know within a matter of of, of a year or a few uh, making an entire life transition to to being liveaboards or cruisers and I think we can do it too
Yeah, in my experience, I've oftentimes not done certain things because I felt that I've had to have this like foundation of knowledge or know so much before I even do it. But having said that, even coming into sailing for the first time and taking lessons, yeah, I was scared and my friend was scared, but we just did it. And I think that's some of the the most fun that you can have is when you just kind of throw yourself into something and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And lots of unexpected things happen. You connect with people yeah. and are able to kind of network and find more resources just by being willing to do it. Well, that's why I want to just kind of throw ourselves at this too. You know, if, if we, if we don't set a date, I think it runs the risk of never happening. I know a year is maybe a little tight, but let's shoot for the moon. If it turns into a year and a half, it's not the, you know, the world's not going to end. But I don't want to say two years and have it turn into five. I want to say one year and have it be less than two. Preferably one. Preferably we beat it. I, I want to move on a boat like next week. Can we do that? Want to buy one? We'll just do it today. We'll just put everything out we own out on the curb and uh, just we'll go. Have you seen all the shit in our house? Yes. I, I think we should do a tour to show everybody what we're dealing with. Yeah, right sure. Now. That's a good. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll we'll do make that should be our one of our Patreon episodes. We'll uh we'll we'll give a tour through our house and show everybody the amount of shit that we can cram into a small two bedroom apartment near the ocean in Long Beach and how much crap we got to sell and get rid of before we actually move on a boat, which I am already doing, by the way. So I've sold a few things. I'm working on selling a few more. And we are going to have an episode in the future about all the shit we are selling and have sold and need to sell and what the hell we got to do with all our stuff in order to be able to live on a boat. We've got 80 bucks in the kitty. Oh, oh we got more than that. Oh, we do? Yeah, we got 80 bucks cash in the kitty. Plus, oh. we have some $270 minus shipping fees. Uh, from the couple things I sold on eBay so far. Nice. Yeah. Well done, son. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, uh, why don't you tell us about who's following us? Who's oh, your? Oh no, that wasn't Patreon. That was on Twitter. Who's following us? Your your hero, your man crush, your sailing man crush. We're gonna have to edit this out because I can't remember his name right off the bat. Oh, Mister Reed, Professor well, Reed. I it's not like I don't have my phone in my hand. Um, but it's, it's what's like, the name know, of the podcast? The name of his podcast. Wow. The name of his pod. Well, he's not my total man crush. That's who I was going to mention uh, here in a minute. But um, um, and I, know, I think it's everybody's the, man crush that's involved in this world. The object uh, of your affection usually like it when you remember their name. Gosh, <laughs> I know his podcast. I don't know his name. He says it like once at the very beginning, and I'm not sure that uh, it's even on his Twitter account. And so that's the, the problem. The, uh, uh, sailor choir. Sailor choir. Oh no, that's the that's, Scottish that, Irish. No, that's the other one. Finnish. That's the other one that I want to talk about. I'm like, Norwegian, I'm like, I'm, Danish. I'm, I'm blushing. Oh my gosh, what's going on? No, um, the 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 podcast that you were referring to is How Not to Sail, and this guy is awesome. He has inspired me on making this podcast and just kind of the the high production quality and comedic overtones that he's put into his podcast and this is my problem is i i don't know the gentleman's name not off the top of my head right now 
And so I will go back in and wow, probably you are have to. Fired. I know you are I am. Fired. That's the problem. Well, this Captain, why Captain? We, you know, uh, <laughs> how many people are you know hearing our names? We say Joe and Gabrielle once at the beginning, no, 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 and that's no. it. But is you want everybody? Who we are. Exactly. Well, I, yeah. Of course, no one knows who we <laughs> are. But if anyone's listening to this, or anyone ever listens to this, they're never going to remember that you're Gabrielle and I'm Joe. Uh, they're going to hopefully remember from Surfers to Sailors podcast. And so similarly, I want to say your balls are sweaty. <laughs> yeah, my balls are sweaty. No. Uh, but yes, I'm we our very first Twitter follower is the gentleman behind How Not to Sail podcast, and I love that podcast. And so I was all like in a Twitter uh, when he started following us on Twitter. So, you were in a Twitter. I don't know what's the water. What's the squatter? There's a word there. Chode liquor. Up, up. <laughs> <laughs> all a Twitter when he followed us on Twitter. Isn't that the way you say oh it? Uh, you're asking me about social media vernacular and etiquette? Well, the, no, the Twitter nothing. is a word long before the social media. Yeah, Twitter. it's like so, birds Twitter. No, that's tweet. That's what you do on Twitter. But to, to, oh, now you're just going to piss me off. Um, so what more stuff do we got to talk about? I was going to briefly mention, but now I forgot why, the other podcast that I've uh, got a man crush on. Well, well, no free plugs here, yeah. buddy. I want to get him on our show. I'll talk to him. You just want to score yeah, some brownie points. I do. I do. What do you think life on the boat will be like? Like, what are your, some of your expectations? Like, what are we going to do with our time? I think we're going to spend quite a bit of time adjusting, organizing, working out some kind of little family workflow system that I think is going to require a lot of trial and error. Repairs, hopefully not. A huge amount all at the same time, all at the beginning, but I would imagine repairs. Yeah, maintenance is going to be a big part of boat life, I'm sure. Boat life! Cooking, cleaning, and in some ways, things won't be very different in terms of tasks and things, but... uh, They'll be definitely more cramped, hopefully more organized. But what, okay, so what's the fun stuff? Eating. What? Nice. Dining al fresco. Ooh. Or is it al fresca? Al fresco. Is that so, so eating? Outside. Tea? Oh, in the fresh air? Yeah. I love that. More fun stuff. Swimming, waking up in the morning, being able to jump in the water. In the marina? Mm hmm. In the nasty ass marina oh, water. Oh, I don't care about that shit. <laughs> nice. Watching, hopefully, some sunrises. Eating dinner at sunset, having the outside. What? Did, how did you word it for the kids? Oh, the the world's their backyard. Yes, that. That's what I was saying. Like what we need uh, in the boat is uh, spaces. You know, everybody needs a settee space, and that's about it. Settee space and a berth, a place to sit and do your computer shit and homework and whatever it is, and a place to sleep. And yeah, that's all the room we need on boat, and you know, room to keep all our clothes and all our crap. A and, guitar and a guitar and stuff. And for the most part, we should be spending our time on deck and out of the boat. I think that surfboards and a canoe or kayak or some sort of dinghy and skateboards and bicycles and stuff like that are going to be a major part of our boat life as well. So while being on the boat is one thing, I think the 
life that we'll be leading around living on a boat will be different and it'll be nice you know it seems like the, all the marinas come with some parking spots which is good because we do not have a sign parking where we live right now it sucks and uh it's hard to find parking so it'll be cool to have parking and we can you know leave and come back but i think part of it is you know for down here in the marina there's a lot of stuff really close by so you know we'll be active riding bicycles skateboarding doing that kind of stuff going for walks yeah it would be fun to have a canoe or kayak or whatever mm-hmm. go to the grocery store Ooh, get some exercise yeah it's pretty yeah, so that's bigger than what we're going to have. That's like on the 40-foot range, but that's a gorgeous boat. Wow. Calypso. Is that what it says? I think I've seen that boat before. No, I don't think it's Calypso. Something, something I'll go. Capaya. That's a beautiful boat. Wow. So the marina, but what do you, what kind of marina do you want to live in? You said that there's... The kind that will have us. <laughs> the kind that we can become liveaboards in fast. So what do we do if we can't get liveaboard status? We interview sailors and pirates who know the ways around that. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that with Long Beach, we can be on board 14 days a month. I think And with like other parts, so we can drop anchor 10 days a month. Mm-hmm. That's almost liveaboard. Right. Maybe a couple of nights in the backseat of the car so we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make it work is what you're saying so even if we can't get liveaboard status we're gonna find ways to be able to live aboard yeah i mean that's the pirate's way awesome what if we had to go to a different marina like uh another town san pedro across the harbor san pedro is not bad yeah and do something like that all right enough said Still gotta call them. But uh, so, like, do you want a quiet marina or do you want a noisy marina? Do you want one where people are partying on their boats all the time and there's like social atmosphere and stuff going on at the yacht club or at the boathouse or whatever? Or do you want it to be a quiet, serene place? Isn't this for the fifth episode? Dare to quiet sex on the boat? Oh, that's not the fifth episode. When is it? It's Patreon. Oh, 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 oh. Subscribe to our Patreon account for as little as three dollars a month. You can hear how we plan to have sex on a boat. No. I think that's the five dollar mark. And record the entire episode butt naked. Yeah, buck, buck naked, buck naked. Birthday suit. We're gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, nice. We got to charge have little, more money. We got some pasties for you. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Like I said, I think every marina has their little vibe and their flavor of what it's all about. I, I think we have very little control over that. Even each each kind of gangway has its own <clears throat> whoever whoever owns the boats on that, and that's going to be like even a little smaller subcategory within the whole marina vibe. I think we're a little bit at the mercy of what the mm-hmm. marina offers. My thoughts are kind of like a balance would be nice, you know? Sure. If it's totally quiet all the time and dead and we never get to know anybody down there, that would kind of suck. But if also if it's like rowdy every freaking night, people partying and it's not like a frat house all over the marina, that doesn't sound very good either. But some combination. We're going to have cool. to take this out into the field. Yes. Down with that. So what do you think the challenges of living on a boat are going to be for us? What do you think is going to be hard? I don't know yet. I really don't. Maintenance? Maintenance. Organization. Um, I think we'll figure that out probably quicker than we think. Yeah. Well, I know you like to be organized. One of my concerns is the kids. Sure. And like how they'll adjust. I'm afraid we'll get a lot of, I'm bored. 
And then we'll offer like 20 things to go outside and do. And they'll be like, I don't want to do that. Then we'll just throw them in the water and they could fend for themselves. Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as the boat's operational, it's kind of hard to, you know, if they're like, I'm bored. Like, all right, hoist up the sail. Let's go. We mentioned cooking. Mm-hmm. And. See, that's the thing. If they're bored, we put our asses I to work. I just think about food all the time, yep. you know? Like, when can we get more food? When can we cook? When can we eat? How much can I eat? Well, I what think, can we make? I think, like you mentioned before, that having kind of assigned duties and having the kids take more of a, a hands-on role with the family, doing chores and just helping out in general all the time around. Roy's old enough that he should be helping out in the kitchen. Ezra could do this shit by himself. And then if we make him clean up his messes afterwards, he'll learn to be uh, more cleanly about it, too. Yeah. I'm saying this stuff tongue in cheek, but you know, there's, there's some life lessons that'll be learned in a really, I think, healthy and fun environment being on a boat, how to be organized and how to, you know, take care of things and, and look after yourself and clean things up and uh, be responsible. Responsibility. Um, yeah. Right. You can't just go making a mess and have mom pick it up all the time or dad be have, having jobs and doing it right. And there being consequences if it's not done right. And like serious things, like if somebody's, I don't know, rigging the sails or doing something like that you need to pay attention to what the hell you're doing and do a job right and because it could be a safety concern if there isn't and having a little bit of that weight and on their shoulder or responsibility you know and knowing it is a good thing your, your actions matter what other things will be tough like i said i just think it's going to be an adjustment mm-hmm. and there's little lessons in in everything like when i sail on jazz or when i've sailed on jazz in the past getting the boat ready and rigging it rigging it up Jazz has a lot of things inside her that we have to take out as well to go race. And then when we come back, there's a lot of work to do too. But this is all so that we can enjoy her and have fun and have a good experience. And I think that there's lots of little lessons inside taking care of a boat. might require quite a bit of work, but then we get to enjoy her and be outside and go for sails and find little surf spot nuggets and go to catalina where do you want to go on the boat you told me you mentioned catalina where would the next place be san diego san diego yeah i think that's realistic yeah that's one of those things i'm learning about too like lots of places marinas and harbors and and yacht clubs and things like that often have like short-term slips that you can you know rent for a couple of days or something like that you know you check in check out and so, yeah, you can do things like just sail down the coast and go there for a couple of days instead of, you know, you took your home with you. So you don't need a like it's not paying for a hotel. Um, Santa Barbara. You know, you're like paying 30, 50 bucks a night or something like that for it. But it's better than 200 for a goddamn hotel. You think it's going to be that expensive? Uh, yeah. Well, a night? Yeah. Could be, you know, a dollar or two dollar per foot is kind of the going rate somewhere in between. Usually depends on the marina and the location and whatnot. And. You know, maybe for some of those short-term things, we can look into that. There's lots of info on this stuff, but uh, it also seems to be a little bit hard to come by. So another future episode I want to do is about all the resources that we're digging up um, and which ones kind of seem good and bad. And it seems like this stuff changes over time, too. So maybe our little research endeavors could be of benefit to people near and around the year 2020, 2021. Cool. That was pretty good. The wrap. Anything funny you want to say? Not on command. How do we sign off? How do we sign off before? Did we sign off the other night? I forget how we signed off. No, we didn't. It when gets we... foul. Yeah. Really foul. Well, that's the best part. Aww.
Slap my ass and call me Shirley. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> That'd be a good sign off. Farewell and adieu. You know that song? Farewell and Benetou. Oh my gosh. Okay. Getting there. And we're out. I think that was actually our sign off. Or, oh, it was over and out at the end of the episode. 10 4. Did uh, State Classic San Diego and we laughed all about that one. And then. Still like that. Over and out. It was actually the very end of the episode. But anyway, since we can't seem to figure out how to sign off of these episodes, I think we'll keep trying something new. Maybe something will stick, but maybe we'll just uh, keep coming up with different shit until something does. Go play with your wood. <laughs> Polish my wood. <laughs> pump and dump. Pump and dump. And don't, rem- oh, don't forget bad. to pump and dump. That's what you do to your bilge tanks, right? Mm-hmm. Your, uh, your holding tanks. Bilge is different. See, shit like that, we got to learn. The difference between your holding tank and your bilge. Bilge is the nasty one. That I makes thought, the whole boat smell. I thought it was the holding tanks is what they call it for, for the... That's an RV, isn't it? No, that's what I heard it. I, I think so. Land lovers. What a bunch of land lovers. We got a lot to learn. We do have a lot to learn. But we'll keep reporting as we learn more. You're and so cute. Hopefully oh we'll sound gosh. less stupid. I don't think on. that'll be the case. Probably not. I think we we might sound more educated in the ways of boats, but we probably won't sound any less stupid. I think the stupidity, or at least me, is just kind of inherent in uh, who I am. Self-deprecating. Yeah. Always self-deprecating. I can't you talk know? worth a damn. How you does the can, guy with like verging on a speech impediment says, like, yeah, let's have a fucking podcast. I think that's a great idea. You don't have a speech impediment. Uh, what are you talking about? Get words and then put them together right. Yes, it's you hard. Can. Yes, you can. It all makes sense when I talk. I listen to myself. Oh, my God. At least you know what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know yet. You got to read more of the books. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll the get right on that. Yeah. And you need to do some Instagram posts and bonus content and write episodes and make calls to the marinas and, and, and. No, baby. You keep working on your schoolwork. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I want to learn as much as I can, when I can, and uh, we'll just keep putting it together, one foot forward. We have, what, we said 350-something days till our uh, our goal is up. Some, like, what, 50 and a half weeks or so? I think it was 51 weeks as of this past Wednesday. So today is, what, the 10th, I think? July 10th. Armpit rag. Until July. Yeah, so we have 355 days. Stick that in your funkin' waggles. July 1st. So your funkin' waggles? I have no idea what that is. The windows are steaming again. Well, I think we're just about done. Don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, baby. Aw. You're the best podcast co-host ever. Please. You know that's an outright lie, and you know it. You're my favorite podcast (laughs) boat co-host. See that right there. (laughs) That's my problem. You just said podcast poco po ho. You just said you wanted to poke a ho. I'm a poke ho. <laughs> that's your uh, that's your Indian name, right? Poke ho. No, it goes with the flow. Oh, goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yours is poke ho. Mine's poke ho. <laughs> Mine's go with the flow. I thought mine was run. That's with not scissors. saying very much for me, though. Yeah. You want a poke ho, and I just gonna go with the flow. Hmm. You were talking about wife swapping, though, today. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was not What's talking about swap wife swapping. with the neighbor's wife? You, no, you said that there was a bunch of wife swappers and what? Baby beaters? Baby beaters. Baby beaters and wife swappers next door. And I said something about making friends with them. 
That's all I said. I did not say I wanted to have life. That's swap. not what you said. Yeah. You, you said you not. wanted to get in on some of that. No, I did not. <laughs> you hear things no. that aren't actually said. Yep. It <laughs> is very true. That's yeah, but some group sex would be okay. Yep. I knew you were kinky like that. And we're done.